Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Uh, I'm just getting started right away, guys, because I have no, I uh, you know, I I watch the game, but I mean Anthony Stolarz played great. The end. <laughs> like, uh, how early was a uh, was Lindblom's goal? A minute forty. So yeah, they made his. Less than two minutes in, Lindblom gets one, and then that's it. Um, and listen, I've seen many exciting, low-scoring games. Uh, this was not one of them. Uh, they There was a minor scrum at one point, and the announcers called it a, a Donnybrook, maybe just to entertain themselves. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Anthony Stolarz, that's where uh, – Stephen, let's start with you. Hot take, goaltending is the Flyers' strength. Yeah, it all – turns out they had good ones. They just weren't playing them. So uh, – I, I tweeted it out. Don't know how many people saw it. The Flyers, it was, I tweeted Flyers one nothing wins in my lifetime. Uh, the first one in my lifetime was in 92. Um, you know, I was born in 88, so I'm, I'm not that young. Uh, but uh, the first one they had was in 92. The last one they had in regulation was in October of 2015. So this is not a regular occurrence for this team. Uh, and that's, uh, I guess, that's the big takeaway, yeah, is goaltending has been really good lately, and especially tonight, a non-Carter Hart goaltender. That's right, Anthony Stolarz uh, comes up with the uh, with the shutout. They make one goal last. Um, we got into it a little bit right here last night on the postgame, and um, the Flyers have still I – mean, Neuvert and Elliott won't be back next year. I doubt they'll be back this year, but they certainly uh, won't have their contracts extended or anything. But the Flyers are still in an interesting spot goaltending wise. Um, you got to believe Hart's in the, you know, Hart's here. Uh, he's under contract. You have Lyon under contract. Remember, he signed the extension last year uh, or this summer, whenever the hell it was. He signed a, a contract, yeah, last year. And um, Felix Sandstrom signed the contract as well. And he's expected to come over to North America next season. And Fletcher just the other day said that uh, Kirill Ustamenko, Ustamenko? Ustamenko, Kirill Ustamenko, I believe that's it, uh, is uh, he wants him to come over to North America next season too. So that is, if you're keeping count, four goaltenders that they want to have here uh, between the two teams. And Anthony Stolarz is an arbitration-eligible restricted free agent, which means they're going to have to make a decision on him. Do you give him a contract? Do you let it go to arbitration? Do you just let him walk for nothing? Uh, they have a couple of different things that they can do, and they – this is a good time to find out about Stolarz. Uh, I don't know what his ceiling really is. He's been hampered by injuries the last few years. He was injured just this year. But this was a guy who had an NHL ceiling at one point. He was highly thought of, and maybe he's developing. Maybe he's coming along. Uh, it's probably not their 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 you know plan A here, but maybe it's not the worst thing in the world to go with two young goaltenders. I know it's not like a traditional thing, but... We keep hearing how the league is getting younger and younger. Maybe the aging, the age thing is going to finally reach goaltenders. Now, Carter Hart doing what he's doing at age 20, that's just a big deal because not many guys have ever done it, you know. Um, but maybe still Lars is at the point where he's he can be a, a tandem guy. Maybe you have a vet in the AHL, but again, they have all those other guys they want to bring over. You could also use the Reading Royals or whatever they're called now, the ECHL team. Um as a place to park a goaltender or two, but it's going to be interesting to see how the goaltending spot shakes out. I wouldn't be opposed to using 
uh, Hart and Stoli. That is if Stoli plays, uh, if, if he continues a high or at least competent level of play through the rest of this season. Uh, you know, a couple of games isn't going to sway me, but if he and Hart say split time, go 55-45 or whatever for the rest of the way, um, I, I wouldn't be totally opposed to saying, yeah, why not just let the kids do it? Um, again, not not a traditional route, probably not the way the front office is thinking right now, but why not? This is a good time to find out about Stolarz and see if he can uh, carry that load, and he absolutely did tonight. What uh, what was his final count? He had 38 saves. Yeah, Flyers only had 19 shots. That was my only other takeaway is, did the Flyers ever have the puck tonight? Like, at what point did they have the puck after, like, the five-minute mark of the first period? Uh, the Rangers were uh, – the Rangers thoroughly outplayed them. Now they're having trouble scoring right now, as the as the broadcast made note. But uh, Stoli made the saves, you know. That's that's it. It it happened. He made them. So now we just gotta kind of wait and see. They come back on the hell's today, Tuesday. So they'll be back Thursday, uh, and I assume it'll be Hart again. But this is uh, we're gonna find out about some of our young goaltenders. I know we put a lot of emphasis on let's find out about Myers and Friedman. Let's find out about all Bay Q Bell all the guys that we talk about all the time, they have to find out about this goaltending position and not just the starter because they have a, you know, unique situation going forward with the five goalies. Yeah. So those are my only, those are my only real thoughts about tonight's game. That's what had, that's what I was thinking about while watching, uh, while watching Stolarz carry the team to a one nothing win in Madison square garden. So let's, uh, let's see what you all have to say. Hart Stolarz 2020. Why not Chris? Uh, I like the hits by Folan and Limblom. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I like Folan as a physical presence. If if we could have our, our, you know, the five guys who we believe to be regulars and then Folan in for uh, in for McDonald, I would absolutely love it. The ghost injury obviously prevents that, and McDonald is kind of, you know, re uh, reasserted himself as the as the guy in the lineup uh, since he was scratched earlier in the year. Um, no, of course, yeah, I want to see Myers. I want to see Friedman over Folan and obviously McDonald, but I'm just saying from a lineup standpoint, if you're going to say these are your seven, uh, the guys who are here right now, give me Folan over McDonald all day because at least he does have that physical edge to his game. Stolarz was magnificent. He absolutely was. Uh... Maybe Provorov is Provorov is back. Yeah, that's something. Uh, he had one sequence with the puck where he was fighting a guy off, made a couple of moves, uh, got the puck to somebody else, and he's just. I, I thought last game was maybe his best game of the season, and he was strong again tonight. It, maybe he just needed the time off. Maybe there was a nagging injury. I have no idea. But uh, Provorov's play over the last couple of games has been encouraging for a guy who was having a bad season. And I've said it a million times, it didn't really sway what I thought Provorov was going to be long-term. But it's just one of those things when, you know, we're all big fans. We watch every single night, and we want to watch Ivan Provorov do really well. And it's just like, ah, oh, dude, come on. But he's it looks like he's getting it back together. Maybe it's just a couple of strong games and a bad season, but I think he's on the right track. Uh, I'm definitely encouraged by what I've seen out of uh, – out of Provy the last couple nights. 
Have to address the power play issue. Not getting one shot on two power plays is embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, 19 shots in 60 minutes is bad no matter what. The power play has been an issue all year. Uh, they can talk about how it's um, how it's been unlucky and different things like that, but end of the day, you get enough chances you convert them, and they just haven't. Uh, it definitely – it was absolutely especially bad tonight against a, a Rangers team that <laughs> – it's the, they're not good. You know, the Rangers don't have a lot of good players, and they just couldn't really get anything going. I don't know what the problem with the power play is. It, I, I, I realize it's, it's not the most creative thing in the world, but it never has been, and it's always worked. Um, I, they have the talent to make it work. It just isn't this year. It's just one of those things I'm chalking up to, another, things that led to a disappointing season because I judged this season on a different scale than previous years, and for it to go the way it has so far, and now yeah, they're on a nice little run. They're playing some strong hockey. Uh, they're winning some games tonight. Not one of those games where they played well, but your goalie bails you out, and that happens some nights. It's nice to see that can happen every now and then. Um, I, uh, there's no explanation for this power play at this point. It's just not very good. They just can't. It's in there. It's it's got to be part mental. Like you know how this team lets things snowball and the uh, the wasted emotion as we talk about all the time. I just think this is one of those things that's gotten away from them. It is just now so far gone that we are going to get games like tonight where they should just decline penalties. Our power play still sucks. How good could we be if we could fix that? I mean, we can say that about a ton of things this season. Uh, what would this team's record be if they didn't have the worst save percentage in hockey for the first 45 games or whatever it's been? How good would this team be if either element of special teams was even just average? You know, if Provorov and Ghost didn't get off the awful starts, if Nolan Patrick gave you anything at all in the first half, like there are so many things that went wrong, but, the power play is the one that's concerning because it should be better. Like last year, it wasn't very good, but considering the second unit didn't score and in fact got outscored to be at like over 19.5% or whatever they were last year is pretty good. To be at 20% when only one of your units scores ever is pretty decent. Um, to be, uh, I mean, they've got a, are they still around like 12% or whatever this year? It's embarrassingly bad. Um, and that's, it's a huge, it makes a huge difference. Uh, seriously, or where, where'd it go? Uh, seriously, what is up with our power play? I don't know. If Ghost isn't back for next game, they really need to call, call up Myers. I agree. Uh, there's no reason not to at this point, especially after the GM came out and said their, um, he's earned some games, you know? I'm just going to scroll down, guys. I'm having trouble keeping up with the comments. There's over 200 people in here, whatever it is. Uh, if that number's accurate, I have no idea about Facebook numbers. Uh, most of them are fake. There could be a 1,000. There could be eight. But the comments are coming in quickly, so it's hard to keep up. I'm sorry if I miss yours tonight. Uh, just doing whatever I can. How good would this team be if they had Scott Gordon at the beginning of the season? Yet another thing, and uh, I, I like what Scott Gordon's doing. I'm, 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 liking, I'm liking him wearing the transition lenses behind the bench. That's cool. Wears the sunglasses indoors, uh, doing the beanpot shuffle. But um, imagine if Ron Hextall just went, yeah, you know, I like Dave Hextall and all, but Barry Trotz is available. 
Like I, there, there's so many what ifs with this team at this point. It's really frustrating. It's why I coined the term last night, frustrating. Because like last night, you got Carter Hart going nuts. You have the good games from guys you really like, and it, it was fun. But at the same time, getting the glimpse of what could have been very frustrating. Therefore, frustrating tonight. Not nearly as much on the fun side because it was a boring shit game. Um, but a huge effort from Anthony Stolarz, a guy we've been wanting to find out about the NHL level for a while now, and it looks like we're finally going to get a chance to see him. I like Scott Gordon. Uh, do I think he's the coach long-term? I really don't. Um, I just think this team, this this organization is going to go for a bigger name, a name you know. Um, but he's, I think he's doing a good job. I, I, want, I wouldn't mind at all if they kept him around to coach the penalty kill, uh, use him as an assistant. Now, of course, if they go out and get, like, a, a Coach Q, um, I'm going to let the dude name all of his own assistants, obviously. But I, I, Gordon, if he wants to stick around in some capacity, uh, has absolutely earned it. Good teams find a way to win, and right now they are good goalie-stealing wins with even bad play. And, yeah, that's the – like, last night was a good team effort. Hart played really well, but the whole team played well. Tonight we didn't get that kind of thing. And on a back-to-back on the road, I, I realized the trip was Philly to New York. It's uh, I made fun of it on Twitter when they said, uh, oh, it was an arduous travel day or whatever for the Flyers, when it was like, oh, yeah, they <laughs> – yeah, they, they took a train for – an hour and a half. Yeah. Real tough day. Um, but you know, it, it is a, it is a, it is a road game back to backs and they came out and they did what they had to do to win. Uh, a lot of it is on Stolarz, but that's why you, you pay the goalies too, man. It's just weird because we have had so few games in the last decade that a goalie actually won for us. Another what if is what would have happened if Dave was fired, when Hexy was fired, uh, where would we be? Uh, the team did kind of go into a little bit of a lull right after the firing, but I guess you could say they could have done that earlier and then bounced back faster so they'd be a few points ahead. But to me, this still isn't about a playoff race. It's just at this point, if they're not going to – if they're not going to lose for Hughes – if we're not going to trot out Neuvert and McKenna every night and just kind of – like I, I, a couple of weeks ago I was saying, hey, last month of the season, I hope Giroux comes down with a phantom injury. She goes, oh, yeah, a little tight, and they and they bench him. I don't think he would say that. I would hope the team would be proactive and just shutting him down because they're playing games that don't matter. Uh, but, you know, if uh, – uh, listen, I would love a top draft pick, and if this thing, the wheels fall off of it and the Flyers end up back in the top five, awesome. Um, but it's if this thing is led by a bunch of guys who we need to be good, like Patrick, like Provorov, like Limblom, like Hart, that's good. Like that's that's bodes well for the future um, because they still need to add no matter what. But if you can say, okay, we can maybe not, you know, maybe Nolan Patrick isn't a two C yet, but if we fill that role and then Frost comes in whenever, and then all of a sudden we have a whole bunch of good players. Uh, you know that's good. I, maybe we don't have to draft Jack Hughes to have a path to uh, to have a path back to relevance. Maybe we can just get a couple of good free agents and also depend on our homegrown guys. Put it all together, and the output is a good team. I need my charger here. Laptop is dying early because I was using it during the game. 
So bear with me for a second. And of course, my chair's on top of it. There we go. Okay. Uh, all I'm saying is having two quality goaltenders is confusing. Not enough potential disappointment. Yeah, Glenn, uh, it is an interesting situation uh, to be in, not one we're all that familiar with. Now, this is one of those hats that rides up as I throw my head around. I do like it, but it's uh, it moves around too much. Um, yeah, I, it's weird watching good goaltending, right? And, like, we have our backup in and we shut out the other team. Like, that's – it's – poof. Parallel universe or something. Really wish we could have gotten an empty net goal at the end. I really wanted that 1-0 win because the Flyers have had so few 1-0 wins, like, ever, uh, and especially lately. Like I said, this is their first one in regulation since 2015. Um, but I really wanted – when Stolarz um, played a puck uh, out, to the, out to his left when the net was empty – I really wanted him to take a shot at the empty net. That would have been fun to get the shutout and a goal. That would have been awesome. Uh, different team without hack and hex, much better energy defensively in the neutral zone. Everyone is hustling. Yeah, I think I noticed it a lot more uh, in, in last night's game, but it, there were still some instances. I love how they're pressuring zone exits. I love the amount of turnovers they're forcing at the opponent's blue line. It was, it's been an Achilles heel of the Flyers all year to turn the puck over at their own blue line, and suddenly they're forcing other teams into a lot of them, and that's just one of those adjustments. They kind of a, um, a little bit of a trap with the lead tonight, and that's good. That's, you know, whatever, shut teams down, as long as you stay aggressive. It's fine as long as you stay aggressive. When it's to hang back and just let things develop, that's bad. When you are pressuring the puck carrier and then you force them to one side and then you can co collapse on the second guy, that's great. Uh, that forces turnovers, and that's what they're doing, and I like to see it. Scott Gordon looks like he should be the front man for Weezer. He, he's, got the, he's got the Buddy Holly glasses. Boston will be a good test for uh, this win streak. They, Boston's a good team. They did, all, although, just beat Boston pretty recently, didn't they? Um, am I making that up? I can't remember. But uh, it'll be a good – I just want to – again, wins and losses aren't even my concern at this point. It's just um, it's just seeing the guys who need to play well play well. Speaking of, and this isn't – I'm never – this isn't going to turn into some criticized Claude Giroux thing. Um, did he play tonight? I, I I can't really remember hearing his name. Yeah, nineteen twenty nine, no points, uh, one shot on goal, one block, and one takeaway. Sixty five percent in the faceoff circle, so not bad. Uh, but I just yeah, Giroux kind of uh, invisible the last two nights a little bit. If the Flyers make the playoffs, will you do the bean pot trot? I will try to get the whole team in on it. I will try to get, uh, I will try to get Steph and Kelly and Charlie and Craig and Steve to all do it with me. We can have our own little, our own little Super Bowl shuffle style uh, rap. I really like Gordon. Yeah, Dave, he's growing on me. Um, you know, I, again, I don't know if he's if he's a, a top end NHL coach. I don't know if he's going to be good enough to ever win a cup or anything, but. Um, I think he's what this team needs right now. That, and uh, If he sticks around, I, I'd be all for it. Uh, not as the head coach, maybe, but I, I don't have a problem with him in the organization at all. Uh, 
Elliot and Noivy, do you ever think we see them again in Philadelphia? I doubt it, man. Like, if I'm Elliot, my thing is I'm not playing again this year. I'm getting healthy and hoping for a PTO in the offseason. That's it. I'm hoping to get a tryout in a camp and win a, win a job somewhere, maybe get myself into a tandem, something like that. I'm not trying to get hurt again if I'm, uh, if I'm Elliot. And Neuvert, I mean, uh, how, do you, how, do you, how do you bring him back? Uh, at, this, at this juncture, we've seen enough Michael Neuvert to know how it goes, right? We, we know what's going to happen. He's going to play a game and a half and get hurt. Tops. Gordon is good, but the beanpot trot tape must be destroyed. Absolutely not. It was era appropriate. It made sense then, man. It was like the Super Bowl shuffle. It's just, you know, that's what went on in the 80s. White people doing bad run DMC raps. How pissed will fans be if either goalie gets sent down for Elliott or Neuvert? I think they'll be furious. I don't see how you can do it at this point because they just have they have concerns that are too pressing regarding Stolars. Hart has to stay because he's earned it. He's been their best. He's their best goalie. Plain and simple. He needs to stay. And they have other concerns regarding Stolars and the goalie position heading into next year that Elliot and Neuvert just aren't a part of. You have to know what Stolar. You have to think you know what Stolars is and have a plan with how you're going to handle the position this offseason because cross your fingers as was the plan this year, clearly is not the way to handle the position. The players will develop regardless of wins and losses. Winning only hurts the quality of the draft pick and, by extension, our future. But if the players play well and they win, that's 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 good. That means they're – I mean, wouldn't you rather see these players play well than poorly? Because sometimes players just never start playing well. Like that's you – know, sometimes guys just bust. And if, if – sometimes guys just bust. Uh, sometimes guys just don't work out. And if these players start to work out and come around, that's good. I think they were sucking wind as the game wore on, but Stoli held the minute. Yeah, it really seemed – in the first five minutes, they came out on fire – and it seemed like uh, watching like halfway through the second, just thinking, what the hell have I been watching? It was like they really needed to go up 3 nothing in the first five minutes because they were all sitting around in the locker room going, yo, nobody has any energy. The last time I saw a goalie attempt to shoot at the empty net, uh, Kudobin hit. His own defender nearly scored on himself, later gave up the tying goal and lost an OT. Yeah, whatever. Will you promise to stone cold beers all over your Carcillo hair once we clinch? I'll do it right here. If they clinch the playoffs, I will absolutely pour beer all over myself right here on the Flyers postgame. Why not? Yeah, the Boston win started the streak. Yeah, that's what I thought. Thanks, David. Hey, Bill, great game tonight. Kind of sucks to start turning it on midway into the season, but do you think it is at all possible to salvage the remainder? Uh, to, to me, salvaging the remainder of the year just means the guys who we need to see a lot out of show it to us. Like, I never thought Limblom was a guy who was going to be playing, 
you know, these kind of minutes, but he looks good in them. Uh, what did he end up playing? Oh, he only played 1349 tonight. Wow. What did uh, Couturier play? 2020. All right. But I just never thought he'd be a guy. I, I just didn't know really what kind of – I uh, to me, he's a third – a good scoring – like a good third liner, like a just good responsible guy, can get on a good – can get on a good scoring streak now and then, creates chances, helps you win in the neutral zone – but not, you know, a top six producer. But I've been liking what I've been seeing out of uh, Lindblom. Stuff like that. Like Nolan Patrick just looking like he can own the puck down low and be the uh, be the kind of creator we thought he could be. Ivan Provorov looking like a number one defenseman again. These are all things I really need to see out of these guys. You think we should trade Ghost? I don't think we should. Um, I'm not going to criticize it out, like, uh, just the idea, no, absolutely not, he's untouchable. I don't think, you know, uh, Drew and Hart are untouchable and everyone else, uh, you, know, you know, no, no, you know, because the, what if Connor McDavid's on the table? Well, then I trade my mother. Like, <laughs> but um, I'm not going to sit here and say I think, the core needs to be shaken up and then immediately reject an idea of, you know, that shaking up the core. Uh, I, I would really need a big return for ghost. I don't want to just move him to move him. That's stupid. He's a, he's a defenseman with like a 70 point with 70 point potential. Like, no, you don't just move that kind of guy. Um, but it, it would depend on the return. I, uh, right away. No, I don't think we should. Could we and could we potentially win such a deal? Yes, I believe a deal could be made that the Flyers could win. Um, I, I just it would be tough, but eh, I don't think it's the worst idea. Hackstall was so bad that Gordon just look just looking more competent has changed fan morale. It really has. Just I say it all the time. Hackstall just was this black cloud because no matter what, no matter what would happen, there would be someone I would mention something and someone would go, yeah, but Hackstall. And it would be impossible to disagree with them as much as I would want to or be like, that's not what I'm talking. But yes, I agree. Like he was not very good at his job and therefore like just kind of weighed everybody down and him being gone just brightens everyone up. That said, I think it's just mostly Carter Hart uh, over like Scott Gordon. Just uh, tonight's game was much less interesting just because Carter Hart wasn't playing. Now, Stoli again played very well, but if Hart's not in, I'm not as interested. Reconnected? Are we reconnected? Okay, cool. Uh, who will get more games, Myers or Moran? Huh. That's a good question. Hmm. I mean, it's going to depend on how they play, right? It depends on who they move and where. It's it's going to... Huh. I'm going to say Moran. I'm going to say it's Moran just because he's been around longer. Um, he's been skating with the team this whole time, getting ready to be healthy. Uh, and I think he's going to factor into the lineup first. I, I think there's a good chance a good chance Phil Myers doesn't make his debut in doesn't make his debut until they move somebody 
and Moran could be sooner. Although I don't think Moran is going to play until after the deadline. That's a really good question. I'm going to stick with Moran, but uh, it'll that'll be interesting. I would like to see Myers more just because I like his upside more, but at the same time, I really just want to see Sam Moran play. I want to find out about the guy. I want to see if he can do it. He's been around since 2013 is when they drafted him. I don't care if he sucks. I don't care if – I would love for him to be great, obviously. But I don't even care what he turns out to be. I just want to watch him play and know and be able to go from there. I want to be able to move on or pencil him in. That's it. On top of the win, we got to see Gordon do a split. Doesn't get better than that. It's there. It's just this team is just much more fun without Dave Haxtell. There's no way around it. Um, they have a lot to work on. They're by. They're far from like what you would call an actually good team. Um, but in terms of my overall, like I, like someone said earlier, morale as a fan, it is it is up considerably. Would love to hear players on Gordon seems to be mutual respect or confidence with former Phantoms. Uh, and it seems like a lot of the guys have really credited his, um, just his communication skill because Dave Haxtell did not talk one-on-one with the guys. They would see themselves scratched, you know, and be like, what the hell? And then Ian LaPerriere would pull them aside and be like, okay, you know, you're really great. You got to work on this and this. We love you, but it's, you know, these are just some things you can work on. But again, we think you're great. And they would never get like a direct, like a direct conversation with the head coach. And from everything I've heard from the players, from Charlie, talk about what the players have told him. Um, it sounds like he is just a better communicator and that has led to just a better understanding of what everyone's trying to accomplish. Limblom noticeable in every shift tonight. Agree. Good third line guy. Yeah. And maybe he can, maybe he progresses further than that and blows away my expectations. Uh, Like I always say, if you get a contributor after the first round, let alone a fifth-round freaking pick like Limblom was, that's incredible. If he can be even more than I think, wow, what a draft pick that was. Uh, and I will criticize Ron Hextall for certain things, and you've all heard me do it, but I will always point out that I do believe he set the table correctly. I'm going to hate it when Simmer is traded. Candace, I can't, you know, I can't pretend as much as I think they have to trade him. Uh, even, like I said last night, if he's not getting the offers he wants, if he has a bad second, you know, if he has a bad stretch run with whatever team he goes to, if you could bring him back as a is making kind of what he makes now over a longer term, like $4 million for five or six years, I would love it. But, uh <laughs> You have to trade him, and I I don't like it, but you have to. Ghost for Panarin with a guarantee of re-signing? I would definitely consider it. Do you think Voracek getting traded like in 06, 07, we traded Peter Forsberg and got some assets? Uh, I definitely... Fletcher basically said everyone's on the table. Um, 
I'd be more – and the other half of that trade came down after that season, so it's the Forsberg one, maybe not a good comparison, but just a, a, a good player with some you – know, making some money. Um, I would think a Voracek trade would be more likely in the offseason. I think these – I think a guy like him having um, – how many teams that are in it have that kind of cap space? And I, I think there are too many moving parts of what the Flyers would ask for back. Like a team adding a Voracek probably wouldn't be all that high on giving you a good roster player, which is part of a deal you would want for them um, when they're about to make a cup run, because why else would you trade for Jake Voracek in season? Um, I just think there are so many if Voracek were to get traded, I think it would be an off-season deal. That would be my guess. Stoli wants a Flyers contract. It's his time to earn it. It's his time to, you know, they've got to figure out what they're doing in net. They've got to figure out what they're doing with him. It's his time. It's, it's, he wants a contract, whether it's here or with one of the other 30 teams. This is his, uh, this is his chance. No Hackstall, Laterra, Weiss wins, baby. That is quite the observation, Daryl. When Hackstall got angry at the refs, he would give the angry mom stare. Scott Gordon lets them have it. And I think that stuff does, as much as I think sometimes – we talked about the wrong things. Like, I'm tired of looking at Dave's face. So was I, but, like, whatever. I do think that some of that stuff plays well with the players. Like, um, I think it was Provorov had the stick knocked out of his hands in the final minute or so tonight, um, and there's no call. And I think that stuff kind of plays well with, uh, with the players when, the, you know, when Gordon calls out the refs for their bullshit. <laughs> If the Flyers shocked the NHL world by winning 24 of their last 32, they should finish with 96 points. That would be enough to get a playoff spot. Yeah, I just that's that number seems pretty high. 24 wins. That's Hack was an anchor on every level. This is just the bash Dave Hackstall. I, I don't know if this is the game to kill the coaching just because like the Flyers weren't very good tonight. And again, it says something about a team that can win a game when they're not very good. Um, and but stole or stole it from them, and they're as much as I want to dance on Dave Hackstall's grave and will forever. Um, he did get the league's worst goaltending this like it's it, it, it was that bad, and now the team is getting some saves. Duchesne for Simmons, it's an interesting deal. I don't know why, I don't know who that benefits. Like, what does Ottawa want with pending unrestricted free agent Wayne Simmons? Um, and are the Flyers getting a guaranteed extension with Matt Duchesne? Like, I, I, I just don't, I don't see that being a fit. I would like Matt Duchesne, but um, I don't see why that trade would work. This Flyers game tonight reminds me of the Montreal game last year, that minus the shootout ending. Uh, that was their last 1-0 victory, I believe, if that's the one um, you're talking about. 
Rather keep Haig or Gudis in the mid to long term. Uh, long term, probably neither. But I, I, I prefer Gudis. Um, I, but at the same time, I think Gudis has more value. Um, I don't know how much Haig has beyond just being a young defenseman who has been used in an elevated role before. Um, maybe not all that effectively, but he's been used in it. Uh, I don't. I guess I'd rather keep Gudis, but at the same time, I think you get more for him in a trade. And I'm looking to, I'm looking to add to this team, and you got to give something up to get something. So, I'm not sure. Uh, but I guess I, I prefer Gudis, but I'm not all that interested in keeping either of them long term. Trade our number one in Patrick for Hughes. I, I doubt a team would take that. Uh, Simmons, Voracek, and Ghost from Pat Barzell and a number one and two draft pick. I I don't see that being I don't see that being uh, something they'd be all that interested in. Who would be the Flyers celebrity fan that the Rangers have to uh, have in Jimmy Fallon? Mm. <laughs> Bradley Cooper showing up to some games. Mike Trout, uh, celebrity fan. Um, uh, <laughs> Ilya Brzezgalov, he's around all the time still. With Toronto trading their first-round pick to L.A., are they off the table in regards to a Simmons trade? I would think so, unless the Flyers would want to go like the uh, Nylander or Johnson route or something like that. Um, and then like a prospect, maybe a defensive prospect or something, but I can't imagine. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think so though. My, it's my guess. Yes. But uh, you can always make stuff work. Boston loves Simmons. Who could the Flyers get in return? I know they do. I just think Boston is going to solve their problems from within. That's uh, I think Boston has enough pieces that uh, they don't need to give something up for Wayne Simmons. Simmons to Montreal for Nick Suzuki in their first. I'd be interested. Would you see Andrew McDonald getting bought out this offseason, or is that Dale Weiss territory? I think there's a chance both go. Um, we're going to see some uh, – there's some moves to be uh, – I don't think a team – I don't think an organization should listen to its fans all that often. But there's going to be something done. There are going to be multiple things done to placate a loyal but losing interest fan base, a fan base that has always been super loyal. Like, imagine what it takes for Flyers fans to just be like, eh, eh. Like, it, it, that's, that's where we are. That's where we were before Hart came up, at least. And I think some things are going to be done to 
and it'll be they'll have there'll be hockey reasons for them. You know, there'll definitely be hockey reasons for them. But I think the fact that so many fans are just like, can we be done with McDonald? I think there's a chance, and I never did. I always thought Andrew McDonald was going to play out his entire contract. Um, but I think there's a chance uh, AMAC and we are both bought out. Stallone for celebrity fan. Don't bring in a veteran goalie. Just Hart Stolar's tandem. Goalies of the future. Stoli has a chance to prove it in the in the you know in the in the rest of this season. Um, he's got to stay healthy. He's got to continue playing at a high level. I would very much love to see Hart and Stolar's just hold it down and prove that young goalies work too. Um, this is their chance. This is especially Stoli's chance to carve out a spot for himself in the NHL. Just like it's Sam Moran's chance when he gets healthy. Uh, Albe Kubel, if he ever gets up here, Vorobiev's getting his chance right now. A lot of guys have a chance to prove something, and I think that's what the rest of this year is about. All right, guys, I think – well, we still got a lot of people hanging out in here. Sell high on Gudis, keep Haig long term. He's young and he's been playing really well lately. I just think Haig is a is a third pair defenseman and Gudis is a little more than that. Um I I don't think either are particularly good, and I think no, I don't think Haig is particularly anything special. I think Gudis can be a good number four. Um and that's just how I that's just how I assess them. I think both of them are probably going to lose their spots to just more talented guys this offseason if one of them or both isn't traded first. <sighs> All right, guys. Yeah, let's see. If you can have any guest analyst for a Flyers game, who would you choose? Coetzee, Danny Briere, Simone Gagne, or Scott Hartnell? I mean, I've heard Coetzee enough, so I'd go with Scott Hartnell. Um, I think that would be it right there. Yeah, it would have to be Hartsey. Who will Moran replace? Hopefully it's McDonald unless another unless a trade is made. I want to go all in for Panarin, but resigning him is the key. Yeah, I just don't think it's. I just don't think Columbus should trade him. Uh, they've never won a playoff series before. Here's your chance. I think they should just treat. I think they should just treat Bob and Panarin as their own rentals, and go from there and just see what happens. Uh, it's not the best asset management, but. Uh, that's just the way you got to go because this is your best chance to make a run. This is your best chance to make a run if you're Columbus. It's the NHL playoffs. This isn't like the NBA where you don't have a chance unless you're one of three teams. This is the NHL. Anyone can win the cup any year. Maybe they could get lucky this year. That's what I'd be. That's what I'd be doing if I was Columbus. I wouldn't be moving those guys.
I mean, Panarin and Bob are going to leave Columbus, but it's it's after the season. They're leaving, but it's after the season. They're definitely leaving. All right, guys. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna wrap it up for the evening. Thank you all for hanging out. Uh, I will be on ninety four WIP tonight, tomorrow morning, whatever you want to call it. Uh, switching up my night again this week, so I'll be on the Big Daddy Graham show from two to five thirty ish. So if you're up late or waking up early, I will be on there so you can listen to me. Uh, that's on ninety four WIP. Um, what the hell else? We have our event on Saturday at Bully's Pub, the big, uh, the big, big Flyers Roundtable Podcast Summit, whatever you want to call it. Uh, all the Flyers podcasters are getting together. Jason Martinez and his Stick to Hockey Pod are the uh, are the brainchild of this thing, and just it's going to be a whole bunch of us, and we're going to be hanging out at Bully's Pub after the game on Saturday. So come on by and hang out with us there. It should be a really good time. Uh, sparks are going to fly. I can tell you that it's going to be fun. Uh, otherwise, let me think. Tomorrow, we have uh, Broad Street Hockey. We're going to be back with BSH Radio tomorrow night at 6.45 right here on the BSH Facebook. And, of, of course, be on our podcast feed shortly after that with a special guest interview tomorrow. Uh, you might know who it is already. If not, I won't spoil the surprise, but be sure to download the show after uh, after we get it posted up on the podcast feed so you can hear our interview. That's it for me. Thank you all for hanging out. Have a great week, everybody.